2: All right, guys, welcome back. We have another monumental episode today. Yes. Put a lot of pressure on yeah. <laughs> Episode 12. First of all, thank you guys for your support. Um, our growth has been tremendous. You know, we're in the top 10% of all podcast audio um, in wow. the world. A fact. After, After 12 weeks. So, you know, it's it's encouraging because, you know, the content that we're putting out is educational. So mm-hmm. it's good to see people gravitating towards that. Yeah. So thank you guys for your support. And keep spreading the word. It's all been organic and grassroots. So, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend. And um, yes, yes, keep, keep helping us grow because the more we grow, the more information that we're going to give away. Yeah, absolutely. For, for sure. So before we start, you know, we have to touch on some very sad and, and tragic yeah, news that yeah, happened so in, that. In, in our culture in the world with the with the passing of Nipsey Hussle mm-hmm. and um you know we've spoke about it before and I posted it on page where Nipsey we was like really our guy like we really that was liked, like, 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 we like we made yeah, a list yeah.
0: of people we want to meet and we're doing the same work and we're on the same path and he was at the top of our list and um to see the news of uh, what happened Sunday was just... It hit hard. Nah. Senseless. Yeah, sense, senseless. senseless. Yeah, senseless.
2: Senseless act of violence that just affected so many different people. And as you said, I mean, Nipsey Hustle was somebody like that... We were pretty confident that we were going to get a conversation with him. We just mm. I just felt it because yeah. that was his yeah, economic he, empowerment. Yeah. That's what he was about. like You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Yeah. It's, just, it's just a very tragic and sad situation. Like you said, senseless. Just yeah. a senseless act of violence. Yeah,
3: Nipsey, man. Um, rest in peace, King... Um Sad, sad loss for the world, for the culture. Um, he was definitely out there doing what he had to do to uh, empower us all. And yeah. um, now we just got to take that baton and, and continue to run with yeah, it. I think so, that was one of the
0: most uplifting things uh, I saw. It was like somebody had, had DM'd us and it was like, Nipsey would be proud of your work. And I was like, wow. Because I, I mean, I didn't even speak to you at first, at the first beginning of the week. I just couldn't talk. I was just completely out of it. But when I read that, like he would be proud of us continue to work, and the marathon continues. I was like, let's do it. We're going to carry this. The us. marathon
2: continues, for Definitely. sure. So this Definitely. this show is actually dedicated to, to Nipsey. and it's great. Um, one of the things that he was very passionate about, he was passionate about a lot of things, but... Um, economic development in his community buying back his community and investing in real estate mm-hmm. like he was he was big on real estate he was on Forbes Forbes covered him as far as his real estate deals and he had just brought the strip mall in his neighborhood actually unfortunately where he was murdered at he brought that strip mall um, and he was buying a bunch of stuff he had a WeWork center mm-hmm. he had a STEM center for yeah. kids a yep. um, bunch of different things he was you know he had him and his business partner David Gross um, they were buying apartment complexes all kinds of stuff so Yes, this this is the real estate edition because real estate is very um, exciting and it's very hot and it's very, you know, it's in the news a lot right now. And it's good, um, but it's something that a lot of people hear about and they just think they're just going to get rich quick Absolutely. <laughs> and make it's a crazy. million dollars without doing any work. Yeah. 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 And it Won't doesn't put o- no money up. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's yeah, crazy. It doesn't always work like that. So this is what we do in the show is we educate. So <laughs> what better way to educate than to bring an expert. In the field on, so we have a very special guest today, Matt Garland, who is a all well, all star mortgage advisor. Matt just came off a tour. He's in the middle of tour, actually. Absolutely. He's yeah. in the middle of tour. Quick break. Um, Quick
1: break. He's, <laughs> on, he's,
2: he's on DJ Envy's um, real estate tour. So if you're not familiar, DJ Envy. Uh, Is heavy in the real estate game and he's traveling around the country putting on seminars to educate people on real estate investing and he has a team of professionals that you know he has on his team on his real estate team if you ever go to one of his seminars and one of the professionals is Matt
3: absolutely so absolutely. so
2: matt's a good guy matt as i said he's a mortgage advisor and just very knowledgeable about the real estate industry so um thank you thank yeah, you thank for you're welcome man. listen i
3: appreciate the love i appreciate the hospitality um like you guys said i'm on tour right now it's been um we just came back from miami what cities have you been to so far so far new jersey um new york uh well atlantic City, Queens. Um, we just came back from Miami. Yeah. Now we head into Detroit on 420. Then we got Atlanta, 427. Then we're back in New Jersey, 519. Then June, he didn't announce yet, so I'm not going to, you know, uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, we got, man. we got something going on in June, July, August, you know, so we're just traveling around and um, I'm probably going to put together my own workshop again, part two of the generational wealth workshop. So, um, in, in June, I'm working on those details now. So it's just, it's been busy, man. And, um, yeah. on top so of, thank you for taking your time out, man. yeah, no, nah, this is, this is nothing, man. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I'm excited to be a part of this and, yeah. um, listen, it's, I'm humbled to be a part of this because right. you guys could have picked anybody, but you guys picked me too. All come right. in and talk about a subject that I love. So yeah. I'm ready, man. Rest Press. in peace to Nipsey again, man. We're going to dedicate this episode to him. And um, hopefully we make him proud with, with, the, with the information Absolutely. that we're going to give Absolutely. out to the people. All
2: right. So now we're going to go into an interesting story that's been in the news recently about 50 Cent. Curtis Jackson.
3: Queens get the money.
2: <laughs> are, you, are you from Queens? From Queens. Brooklyn okay. and Queens, but I claim Queens. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 50. Yeah, 50 Cent. We like 50 Cent. He's, mm-hmm. he's actually, I think he's more entertaining as an entertainer Absolutely. at this point than a rapper. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's actually hilarious. He's actually really fucking funny. We've been rapping for a long time. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, Get Rich <laughs> Trying, classic. Even <laughs> before that, yeah. the mixtape era. Mixtape era, change, changed, the he changed the game. He
3: changed the game with the mixtape era. No
2: so, doubt. all right. So, he um he brought a house. He brought Mike Tyson's house uh-huh. in 2000. Can we, can we even call it a house? We gotta call it a that, state. That's a, state. That's,
3: that's, that's a. I don't even know if you can call it a state. That's a, state a compound. Is,
2: yeah. Okay. That's a, bad. There that's, we go. That's a so compound. I think it's the biggest ha- a state compound house on the East Coast. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It has fifty bedrooms and nineteen bathrooms. It's crazy. <laughs> and it's fifty thousand square feet. Fitting. Fifty so thousand. <laughs> and and yeah, yeah. the
3: address was well, I think fifty
2: like, something like, drive. Fifty yeah, something yeah. Drive. So, yeah. so yeah. it's ironic. It, it works. So he bought it in two thousand and three for Mike Tyson's um, ex-wife for four point one million dollars.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And he, he 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 turned it into a, Oh man. It was so, like a Playboy Mansion yes. times ten. Correct? Yes. He put he put a stripper pole stripper poles club, club, club. studio. A grothel. <laughs> you gotta love it. Yeah. He, had, he had a cathedral
0: atrium in there. This this it was ridiculous. Two basketball courts, a studio, like you said, a club. It was it was called
3: yeah. Club. Damn, it was right at the tip of my head. So, 50, I think. No, 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 It was something nah. else. Um
2: it's right. It was a club. It, it was a club. Yeah, yeah, and, right. it, like, yeah. the sound system cost $100,000. Yeah. dollars doing... Right. He went, he went. He went in. He put $6 million into it. Yeah. In addition from the $4 million that he actually paid for. it, So, right. he's $10 million total. $10 million. Then mm-hmm. he realizes that I don't really want the house anymore. But the interesting thing about the house is that it's in Connecticut. Yeah, Farmington. Connecticut. It's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. In, like, a middle-class neighborhood. Right, <laughs> right yeah. Yeah. And it's like five times bigger than any other house in the neighborhood. It's bigger than most hotels. It's
3: bigger than five times bigger than probably any house on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so so now he he decides he wants to sell it. I think it's been on the market for like ten years. Twelve yeah, years. Twelve Two
0: thousand and seven. He decides to sell it. He puts it. He lists it for eighteen point five million. Yeah.
2: Try again. Like, <laughs> no, they know why he's buying it for eighteen point five million. So he just recently sold it for two million.
0: Yeah. Two point nine. Two point nine million. Yeah.
2: Mm. Man, so that's like a 79% the, loss. The
0: headline was like 84%, 84%, 84% from the asking price.
2: And like a 79% from total what he's all in. Yeah. And it's so crazy because it's like, hey, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, if you really think about it, especially in our area, 2.9 million is not a lot of money. Yeah. For 50 bedrooms in <laughs> <and> 19. <laughs> yeah. and when you really, think when you really think about it. When you really think about it, yeah. that's obtainable like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. saying, it's, like
3: that's... its not too far fetched. No, it's right? not. It's you really got six-bedroom homes going for that price. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 for so, sure. Yeah. It's for like
2: sure. it's crazy that it costs that much, and then it's also crazy that it depreciated that much. So, like, what's the takeaway here? Like, oh man, there's so many takeaways with this story, <laughs> good
3: and bad. Um, you know, the the first thing that stands out in my head, being in the business, is over-improving a house for a neighborhood, right? You know, I do a lot of renovation loans, so. What I try to tell people is don't create the white elephant um, in your, your neighborhood because you'll never get that money back. You'll actually lose. And I think this is a prime example of having that white elephant Yeah. Um, and over you, you, you want to get a story on the white
0: elephant? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, the white elephant really, is, it, used to, it was a gift that was given to a king or somebody of that stature or an emperor. And it was a beautiful gift because it was rare. You could never find these things, right? But right. after he got it, he realized all the burdens that came along with it. What do you feed this thing? How do we make sure that it stays healthy? Yeah, and it just becomes something that is there that has no use. Yeah. So they like when they say white elephant in real estate, that's what they're talking about. Like I remember in Rio Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, when they built the the Summer Olympics, they were building all these stadiums, and it was like, what are we going to do after the Olympics leaves? We have a bunch of white elephants, all these stadiums, all this infrastructure. And nothing to use it. Nothing to use it for, right? right? Greece, and, another example. And, and
3: that's kind of what happened in, in this situation, right? Um, so that's the biggest takeaway that I got off of it, being in the business is just don't over-improve the house mm-hmm. like because you never know what the market is going to do. You know, when he made that $6 million investment um, of renovating the home, it probably was a great idea at the time, right? Mm-hmm. When you purchase that type of home... And you put in that type of money. No one at that time was really, if you was not in the market, you know, on Wall Street and really paying attention on the back end, which I'm not even going to get into this too complicated. But mm-hmm. if you wasn't paying attention, you really didn't know. So at that time, it probably was a great idea. But Tom told that it wasn't a <laughs> great idea. Um, so that's one of the major things that I got out of it, that he took yeah. such a big loss that we see. But yeah. on paper, when it comes to tax strategies and everything like that, listen, 50 is smart. Yeah. You know, he donated the proceeds to charity, tax strategy, right? I'm right. um, along with helping yeah. and doing what he has to do. So I, I'm sure over the last twelve years yeah. he's been able to write off a lot of these losses and will continue to probably yeah. write off. He the wasn't losses. even
0: living at the residence. Yeah. And and one of the things he was trying to do was make it a part of his G unit foundation where kids could go as a summer camp retreat. And I think like off camera, we were talking about like, oh, so he probably didn't even buy this as Curtis Jackson.
3: Oh, definitely. Probably not. Right. Yeah. It probably was in one of his many businesses names. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's when you see these headlines. Right. It's eye popping. Right. You know, 84 percent loss. But do we really know how much he really lost or did he really lose yeah. in this entire deal where you break down from a tax perspective, too? But the one thing is for sure he over-invested into the property. (laughs) And there's no denying that, right? You know, you purchased it for 4.1, you put in 6, you sold it for 2.9, you lost. You took an L when it comes to that. But on paper, he probably didn't take as big of his of, of an L that the headlines and the papers are making it out to. And you
2: gotta keep it classy too. It's like yeah. putting, it's like putting rims on a Rolls Royce. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Something yeah. you put does. a stripper, you can't put a stripper pole <laughs> in, in Connecticut. I don't think there's too many I, people. I mean, that listen, sh- man,
3: listen. I'm not even going to argue <laughs> a stripper pole. <laughs> you know, when you when you're in his lifestyle and yeah. his business.
2: No, no, no. You know, it's good for him, but if you ever thought him. about reselling but it. For a
3: resell, but <laughs> for resale, but But, but, but that's, that's, you know, again, when you renovating your home, you got to be careful of what you're putting exactly. in there because your taste may not be my yeah, taste. The right? next, you got to
2: think that person that's going to buy it next yeah, yeah exactly And yeah. you always got to be thinking about that
3: resell that yeah. resell and maybe that's something that he never thought that he would ever sell the property he yeah. probably thought he would always keep it right when he was putting um, those murals up of himself he's he putting the murals <laughs> up doing everything that he did to the property he probably yeah. never thought like i'm gonna sell this in 10 years or 12 years probably thought it was going to be his compound forever but you know life changes yeah. right and that's the most important thing about real estate is you never know you know, life moves in whatever direction it needs to move, in. the market doesn't care about your stripper poles. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. The they really don't. The, care. The, the
0: the person the person who bought the compound. He said that he's going to invest money to again yeah. renovate it too, right? Yeah.
3: So I read that this morning that he's going to invest millions of dollars into the property. So for me this is this is a interesting story. <laughs> story. This is this is like a never ending story I think that we're going to be speaking about for years to come cuz who knows what type of foolery that he's going to do yeah. in the house. And yeah, it's
0: that there's something about that house because before Mike Tyson had it, yeah. um the, the General and everything. The General who owned it. Yeah. He, like I think he went to prison he went for fraud, for right? For fraud. Yeah. And then yeah. Mike Tyson, like, we probably should maybe just turn that into a motel. <laughs> I mean,
3: point. listen, at this point, it's probably fitting for a hotel. Right, yeah. You know, but it's
0: just, in, it's in like the middle, it's Armyton, Connecticut, which is, I mean, if you live in a tri-state, that's not close to here, which is probably why he wasn't staying there. Like, he's in New York, he's in L.A. Yeah. It's like two-hour drive. Yeah, it's, and not, it's like if hard. you've ever driven through Connecticut, it's like, yeah. Bro, you're looking at trees man. for hours. Yeah, for, for hours. <laughs> yeah. But, I
3: mean, 50 wasn't driving it. It was taking a yeah, helicopter. Helicopter, right? <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's just a different lifestyle. Um, but, you know, that house is definitely a, a, a like a white elephant, like, <laughs> like, like you said. And that could be a lesson for anyone who's buying real estate. Yeah. Just don't over-improve. Don't put too much money because you never know how the neighborhood is going to change sure, sure. In, the, in the next couple of years. So if anybody going to learn anything from this, that's what we need to learn from it. Don't over-improve your property. Shout
2: out to 50. Shout out to 50. Curtis. Shout out to 50. Shout Love to 50. what he's doing with Powell power and yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 shout yeah, yeah. out he to got 50.
0: Some new, he got some new series. That, he, uh, that
2: white elephant, I don't know if that actually, if there's a white elephant. like Is that just like one of those make-believe stories though? Because I'm just thinking about it. What makes a white elephant harder to feed than a regular elephant? No, because it's 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 a rare, it's rare... No, no,
0: look, it's like this.
1: No, no,
2: no,
0: it was rare. So it was like they, It's like the unicorn theory. It's like, yo, do they eat the regular food? Or you know what I'm saying? Like it was under that premise. Like how do I treat this? So or, an
2: albino well, elephant doesn't eat regular. I don't. Food? I don't know. I've never had one. I'm like my thing is like a white elephant doesn't even exist. It's a theoretical
0: story. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'm about to say it's not a real story. No, no. Oh. no. <laughs> I thought it was like a real story. No, 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 no. no. That's like like, like a unicorn. Like yeah, yeah. we've never seen a unicorn, but like how do you feed a unicorn? Or Santa Claus. You, or never, Santa Claus. We've never seen Santa either.
2: Yeah. Oh, I never came But out you thought of like it
0: was, it was a proverb, like
2: oh, I thought it was a real story.
0: No, 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 no. Right. Shout, shout, out to,
2: shout out to 50, shots out to yeah. the white elephants in the world, man. Right, well, shout out. Yeah, like remember
0: in Greece, remember did you post that? What? In Greece, where they have like Athens, what it looks like now. Um, they had the Olympics in 2010. Oh no, no, no. I like, yeah, you know that. Yeah, the Olympics. Like day. what it, like? Have you seen it? Yeah. What it looks like now? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, like, it's, it's crazy. Completely run down. Yeah. They can't waste the money. Wasted money. Yeah. Yeah. Just to have this one event. Like these things are way out. Same things gonna happen in Rio. Like some places should not have the Olympics. They, no. they, they
2: built a the, um, uh, stadium in the, in the rainforest. Wow. It's crazy in Rio.
0: Why? And when it's, they try to it's, when it's they try to have <laughs> events, it was flooded. <laughs> yeah. The whole city flooded. Nobody yeah. can get to the events. It's like all right, you spent. $80 million to build a stadium, probably more. Now we have no use for it. No Because use. you can't even play. It's it's in the rainforest. A, an
2: abandoned stadium in the rainforest. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. They were like, oh, we'll have club teams come. But they a club team's not going... Some of these club teams can't put 100,000 people in there. Nah. I they can't know.
3: afford to go to the games. Nah, Look at the environment you're building it in. It's terrible, man. Yeah. But it is what it is. Well, there you have it.
0: We're going to talk today about how to get in real estate 101. So okay. for the average person... Um, that doesn't come from, you know, a flu- an affluent family and low socioeconomic environment. How does someone get into real estate? Like, what would be the first step?
3: Oh, man, the first step, personally, I think, is mindset. You got to make the decision. Okay. I-, I think that's numero uno, right? But as far as financing, you need to get pre-approved. You need to know exactly what you can qualify for. Okay. um, There's several different loans out there. Um, so let's speak to the first-time homebuyer right okay. now. Um, what I try to coach all my first-time homebuyers is, you know, most people want to go ahead and go to White Plains or go to Long Island, buy a nice single-family home with the white picket fence and this, that, and the third, right? right. Which is cool. If that's what you want to do, That's what you it's, you got to do what you, you got to do. You got the money right? for it, though. You got to have the money for <laughs> yeah. it, though, right? But what I try to encourage all my first-time homebuyers, if you don't have a need for a certain school district or if you don't have, you know, children that's going to junior high school or high school then you should always start off with a multifamily, especially if you know you're looking to get into real estate investing you know at some point in your life Mm -hmm. start off with a multifamily anywhere between two to four units and you can use programs like fha which allows you to put down as little as three and a half percent as a down payment okay um which is a a terrific um program so Um,
0: three and a half would be um, that's a pretty small percentage. Yeah, so as if, opposed to if I had to just outright put like what is it normally, twenty percent or thirty? No, no. So you
3: have FHA that allows you to put down three and a half percent. Yeah. Um and also conventional loans allow you to put down a plus three percent, okay. but you have to qualify. You have to be um in certain income restrictions. Okay. If you're buying multi families, you have to you know, white Plains, the the income restriction is probably ninety six thousand. Um, so if you exceed that, then you won't qualify for that three percent down on a, on a multifamily. Mm-hmm. Um, then you'll probably have to put down as fifteen percent because it's going to be okay. a primary yeah. residence. Right. But FHA is always a good tool because no matter it doesn't have any income restrictions. As long as you're within the county's loan limits, yeah. then you can and you can credit an income qualifier, yeah. Which minimum credit score is a five hundred and eighty for FHA loans. So okay. we're putting down as little as three and a half percent. Buy that multifamily and you can live in it for 12 months and then move out of it. Yeah. And then you can rent the entire the entire place out. And now you created a cash flow investment property for yourself. And now you can now go ahead and go buy your one family or your condo or whatever you want. And now put down minimum down payment as well. So
0: each county has its uh, set a loan limit, is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, so FHA
3: has... Um, every county is different, right? So we're in like... Five boroughs, Westchester, Long Island. Right. So, up to a four family, we can go up to 1.397 million. Every county in America? Every county in America. So, if you're, you know, your audience is probably all over the place, yes, right. Right, right? So, if you want to know what your, your county loan limit is, just you can Google it again. You know, it's if you live in know. Kentucky, you can Google, you know, FHA loan limits for Kentucky or whatever counties okay. in Kentucky, or if you're in Georgia, um, if you're in um, Gwinnett County. You can Google FHA loan numbers for Gwinnett County, mm-hmm. right? And they'll tell you for one family, duplex, triplex, fourplex. That's what they call it down there. So that's why I'm So that's thinking.
2: interesting because, yeah, you, so you, that's interesting that you say like you, your first home should be a multifamily. It should home. be a multifamily, absolutely. Because a lot of people have the reverse mindset where they want to get the picket white fence as their first home and then... If they want to get like an investment property, then they'll look at multifamily.
3: Yeah, but see, that's where they screw themselves, right? Because now when you go ahead and you do that one family first and you go do the multifamily second, now you got to put down 25%. Mm
0: -hmm. Now,
3: unless you have 25% plus closing costs, which is probably, you're going to probably spend around 30% for that transaction, then guess what? You you just screwed yourself. Now it's gonna it's gonna be harder for you to get into that investment game. Now if you go ahead and you buy that one that multifamily first using three and a half percent plus your closing costs, now you have a multifamily. Potentially, it's a, you're gonna live in it because yeah. it has to be your primary residence. Right. You have to live in it for 12 months. Yeah. Right after 12 months, you can move out free and clear, no problem. Now go ahead and buy another. One family, buy one family property and now still do a minimum down payment loan because you're moving out of one and moving into the so other right. as your primary residence. So the key to anything is all on how you're structuring your loans and yeah. structuring your deal. Right. And if once you say investment property, you automatically think 25% down payment.
0: Yeah, you say prime that's, that's a huge difference, yeah. now,
3: especially here and where we are. Yeah. You know, that can be a couple hundred grand depending on that sales price. But if you go ahead and do multifamily first. Right. Minimum down payment, 12 months, you move out, move into your single family. Now you have an asset that's going to pay for itself and probably pay for your one family okay. or a portion of that one family. Right now you created some sort of cash flow. Sure. I've I've had clients move from a four family to a two family, you know, and still was able to use minimum down payments. Now, if you use an FHA loan. You can't go ahead and move out of that four-family property, FHA, and then go into the two-family FHA, because FHA changed their rules okay. a couple years ago. You can't have two FHA loans at the same time now, right? So, but you could use it again, the FHA loan. If you re- What I tell everybody is this, right? You buy that four-family or that multifamily. Okay. You stay in there, you refinance it, you get out of the, the FHA loan, and you go into a conventional mortgage, Right. Probably try to pull some equity out of that home. So that way now you can use that equity as a down payment for your new property. Okay. Now you refinance it as a primary, primary residence because you're still technically living in there. Mm-hmm. But your intent is obviously at some point to move out of it. Now you're taking that equity. You have a conventional right. loan on it now. Now you're going to buy your one family. Great, you're going to go move in that one family, now you can use FHA for that one family because yes. this four family or multi-family is now in a conventional mortgage and you took the equity out of there to help you purchase that one family. And now your tenants are not only paying you for this property. Now they're going to help pay for this property, depending on the rentals and cash flow yeah, of that that's, property. That's, 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 that's so valuable. it's it's all about strategy yeah. at the end yeah, of the day. And yeah, most sure. people don't lead with strategy. Most people lead with emotion. Emotion, that's and, and this is this is business at the end of the day. Yeah. Like you know, I try to coach all my my buyers think business. I don't care if you're going to live there. I don't mm-hmm. care about any of that stuff. Men lie, women mm-hmm. lie, numbers don't. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, and if you're telling me your goals are to invest in are to invest in real estate then you need to think like an investor. Every first-time homebuyer should be thinking like an investor. Why go buy the flip? Why? <laughs> when there's programs out there for the first-time homebuyer, like a FHA 203K loan or a Fannie Mae Homestyle loan, where you can get renovation and your mortgage money all in one, all yeah, in one loan. Yeah. So why not go and buy? Look, we we spoke about envy and Caesar. These guys are not buying the flip, <laughs> right? Yeah. They're going ahead and they're buying at the foreclosure auctions. They're buying short sales. They're buying the worst house in the best in the best areas that they can, and they're putting that money into it. And now they're making their ROI. Why can't every first time home buyer think the same way like the investor? Why does the Envy's and the Caesars of the world need to make all the money? Why can't the first time home buyer make have that same strategy? And make the same returns but you're going to live in it for a year two years three years whatever the case may be but now you're buying on the market
2: yeah
3: that's the whole so you piece. would
2: encourage anybody to go into buying a home as an investment like even if somebody doesn't necessarily look at themselves as a real estate investor mm-hmm. i guess they are a real estate investor by absolutely buying a home, you you're, buy investing. A home right? you're investing right, right. You whether phone. you think you're investing <laughs> yeah. or not you're investing yeah you're
3: investing or not so some people would tell you out there that uh Uh, Your primary residence or a single family home is not an investment because it doesn't generate cash flow, right? Right, right. which is true. But to me, I don't think that's 100 percent true because you're looking at that equity. Right. That equity is what that first time home buyer should be paying attention to. And when that equity gets to a certain position, you need to act on it. You need to do something with it because equity is monopoly money. It's not guaranteed. The market crashed 12 years ago, right? When every home was depreciating across America. So, if that doesn't tell people that equity is monopoly money, I don't know what's gonna tell them. So, I have people right now that may purchase a home in 2011, 2012. Now they may have 200,000, 300,000 in equity and they don't wanna touch it. I'm like, what are you doing? You need to take that money and do something with it because if the market corrects itself, which it will at some point, now you're going to kick yourself that you didn't jump in the game, take that money to invest in these opportunity zones right, and build that generational wealth for yourself. Because the market doesn't care about what's going on. The market is going to do what the market wants to do. So what I try to coach all my buyers, my sellers, my current homeowners, whoever, don't let equity sit there because it's not guaranteed. You got to use it. If you don't use it, then it's not it's nothing. It's monopoly money.
0: That's real. That's fair. I'm thinking like,
3: okay. The single family home is great. I don't have nothing against the single family home, but I think the strategy moving forward should be multifamily first, single families later down the road, because you can always buy a single family home. There's never going to be a shortage of that. Mm. Look what's happening. Housing is expensive. Rents are going up. The rental market is booming right now, so why not put yourself in that position? to be an a, a owner-occupied landlord yeah. where you can basically live for free, now have your job, now you can save all that money to reinvest into other real estate. I
2: think it goes back to what our guest last week talked about as far as a lot of times we care about how we're perceived. Exactly. And it's like, okay, well, how would I look living in a three-family home? I'd rather have yeah. The white picket fence with yeah. the backyard and all that. Well yeah. with the Mercedes outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The but Mercedes like outside. Saying, when you when you look at it from a financial standpoint it makes a lot of from sense. a lot of different reasons. It does make sense.
3: Oh, absolutely. And to piggyback off of episode 11, which was an, a phenomenal, 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 phenomenal episode. That. So if you guys haven't watched episode 11, <laughs> you need to watch that before you watch this. Yeah, right? go and me. watch all the other 10 too. But episode 11 was fire, right? So um, what he, he he brought up a great point, right? Mixed-use properties, yeah. which mixed-use properties are common where, where we are in New York. Mm-hmm. You can use FHA loan to purchase a mixed use property, which a lot of people don't know, and put down three and a half percent, as long as fifty-one percent of that mixed use is residential. So you can go ahead and buy that mixed use that may have a storefront but two apartments or three apartments as residential. Yeah. And if you're a business owner, if you're like he said, he runs a restaurant. Now he can live in that one of the units, have the restaurant, and still have two rental incomes coming in to help support everything. Now living for free, his business is for free, and the mortgage is being paid off. Yep. And you can use the two or three K loan to renovate it. So you can go buy the, the piece of shit, mixed <laughs> use property, yeah, and use that renovation monies to fix it up, clean it up and open up a business or rent it out to another business owner, the, the commercial aspect of it. And now commercial rents are much higher than residential rents. So again, living in for one year, now you move out. Now you have a commercial property. All under three and a half on under FHA loan with three and a half percent down plus your closing costs. You gotta know the game, man. You gotta, you know, gotta the game. know the game. It's all, game. all, about, know it's the game. all about it's all about My strategy. God. And most people, especially, listen. We're in the age of the business owner, the entrepreneur, right? Most people don't think you still need a brick and mortar, but some businesses you you need a brick and mortar. Right, Depending on if you're in a service industry or whatever the case may be, if you're in retail, if you want to open up a store or restaurant, like you said, is one of the toughest businesses because the overhead right, yeah. and rent is a big thing. But okay. if you have a mixed-use property and you want to open up a restaurant, why not use that as your primary residence also for at least 12 months? For that 12 months, sacrifice. can get the loan, yeah. Get, get the loan, <laughs> live in there because you always can move out and now you have a, a, a business that's basically in there for free. And Could, a new rental property because you a, left. And rental property. <laughs> so you get, you know, you, you're killing two birds with one stone, yeah. so to speak. You get rental and your business in there. And your your business is not going to have all that overhead of, of the pressure of paying the rent. Because you know what? It's your mortgage and your tenants are paying for it upstairs. Yeah, man. So it's all about strategy. Okay. Right?
2: So now we're going it's not all good in real estate. It's never it's always. Not, it's it's, never, all it's all a good. dangerous it's, game, man. So now we're going to explain how things can go wrong. All right. So, as I said, it's never all good in anything in life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, real estate is something that's very popular, very trendy right Absolutely. now. And it's very, it has this stigma, I think, of everybody thinks they're just going to get rich overnight, right? And people Absolutely. don't know. It's like any business. You know, when you go into business without a plan, you're destined to fail, right? So, if you plan to be a real estate investor, and as you said, whether you think you're an investor or not, if you're buying a home, you're an investor. Correct. But you don't have a plan in place, then you're going to A, probably make mistakes and worst possible case scenario, you're going to fail. Correct. Right? Correct. So there's do's and don'ts involved, right? Absolutely. Can you just talk about some do's and don'ts in, in, in the real estate game? Yeah. There's tons Ooh. of them,
3: right? But if you're a first time home buyer, one of the don'ts I tell people is, especially if you're you're in the application process, you, you found the house, you're in contract, don't open new debt don't buy your mercedes-benz before you go to closing don't change your jobs you know don't do something that will impact you in a negative way to turn your approval to a decline right and most people you think is common sense right yeah, yeah. but common sense is not common yeah um unfortunately yeah
0: no it's true most people like they don't realize like when you apply for a card. They do a credit check. Yeah. Then they have to pull your credit. Like, but that, what they don't
3: realize when you go for a car, they may pull your credit with 10 other banks to shop right, around to see. to see what's the best deal for exactly. for the auto finance company, not yeah. for you yeah. as the consumer, right? Now that
0: affects your credit score. And it
3: affects your credit score. It brings you down. I mean, I've had situations where people applied and purchased Mercedes-Benz a week before closing. Mm. I've had people who got Kohl's credit cards just because it was Kohl's box involved. Right? <laughs> 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 and, and savings. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right, right. Why, I'm like, what are you doing? You couldn't wait to get the bed sheets? <laughs> you didn't even close on the house yet. So, you don't. What I try to tell people is this when you're in contract, you don't own that house just because you're in contract, just because you have a loan commitment. Mm-hmm. Do not get happy. Do not make any changes that can affect you in a negative way because you can get declined just as quick as you got approved, right? Mm-hmm. And the underwriters are always looking for a reason to decline you. So, you have to be squeaky clean. Don't be moving money around. That's another big thing. Do not move money around. Keep your money in one account. Stop doing your susus and putting it here and doing this and doing that. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one. Don't put the mattress money in there. No. Like, leave your accounts alone because now we start seeing money moving around. That's red flags. Now we have to document. We have to see where this money is coming from. If you can't document that money, then we can't use it, right? And that can blow up your deal, too. So... The, the don'ts is, it's just keep still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep still, relax. You're almost at the closing table. And when you close, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, right? Um, another one of the, the don'ts, I would say, for first-time investors, right? Stop thinking you don't need money. You need money, yeah. right? If you're looking to wholesale real estate, then maybe you don't need money, right? Because you're signing contracts. But if you're looking to do buy and flips, or if you're looking to do buy and holds, you're going to need capital, right? There's many ways you can get capital. I mean, you spoke about it at my workshop. You can do self-directed IRAs. You can borrow from your 401k. You mm-hmm. can um you can you can raise capital with a group of friends. Um, what I'm starting to see right now is becoming more popular where people are co-owning properties together. Mm-hmm. You know, moving into multifamily working together. Working together, you no. know, a lot of different cultures co-own Right. but can you, talk, can you talk about that? Cause, yeah, yeah, collaboration,
2: because yeah, yeah. I'm talking about collaboration in business. Absolutely. Actually, last week. So now, but collab, collaboration in real estate. Yeah. Something that is very key, very important. Leverage. Can you just talk yeah. about that? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Our collaboration is greater than competition. I, I speak about this often. Um, That's why we're here. Right now, because yeah. we're collaborating, because it doesn't make sense to compete when we all have something we could bring to the table. So if you're a first-time homebuyer, let's just say your, your brother is a first-time homebuyer and you both want to be in that same area, why go buy two single families? Why not go buy a four family together? Live on each floor and now you have two rental incomes and now you both can probably live for free or pay minimum together. Now you can split that equity when it's time to sell or buy each other out. When real estate investing, you don't need to be a 100% owner. I think that's the biggest misconception mm-hmm. that people think. Like, if you're going... We all can... We can collaborate right. and create a business structure, a joint vi- a joint venture business structure, and put our money up. And it doesn't have to be equal, right? Yeah. As long as it equals to 100%, at the end of the day, that's right. all that matters. You can be 80% owner, and we can both have 10% ownership, right? Because we're bringing something to the table, yeah. but that'll be our portion of the, the net rental income or of the proceeds after sale. 10%, 10%, 80% with you, because you're bringing the, the capital, right? Yeah. But we may be the operators. And you don't know how to operate, right? So it's all a matter of what do you bring to the table to collaborate to make make yourself valuable for where someone wants to put you included into that business. Yeah, and,
0: and you said something important. You said culturally, you're not seeing that happen. No, and, it doesn't and happen in our ba- cultures. We have ego. Yeah, from a client based standpoint, yeah. like what are you seeing out there?
3: Like why? What's what's holding us back? We hold ourselves back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we we want to be the the top shotter. We want to be the This the, is my land. This is mine, it's right? We have that ego, that mentality, that that fucking sense of entitlement mm. that we deserve everything under the blue sun, which we do, but if you ain't working hard towards it then why do you have this sense of entitlement for? Number 1, but I don't know why we don't collaborate more. Mm. Um it's it's sad that I see a lot of people in our community are not collaborating, but also on the flip side, when I'm starting to notice the trend, especially if you look at you know what they call Black Twitter, or Black social media, yeah. you're starting to see the uplifting. You're starting to see people coming together and starting to do more together. So I think that cycle is going to start getting yeah. broke down. Um, from an ownership perspective, I'm starting to see family members now in our community buying homes together, yeah. you know, living in the homes together. You know, you yeah. don't need, you know, to have a five thousand square foot home and it's just you and your girlfriend. Yeah. Right? Now if you, your girlfriend, the parents can all move in, even if you want to get the single family. right? Yeah. You know what? We're splitting that mortgage four ways. Now it's more affordable and now we're able to save more and invest together. So I yeah. think
0: that I mean that's a personal story for me. Like that literally is my model model right now like I I own a home with my dad and it's easier for us because obviously it lessens the burden on me but it also puts me in a position that whereas you know they're older in age it's easy for me to take care of them rather than having them uh grow in age and have them put them in or having them go into a home they're here I can take care of them um and it it works
3: no I think it's I think it's a it's a a perfect situation um for for you to co-own I know someone like myself when I've purchased my first home 13, 14 years ago, I I didn't want to live with nobody. You kidding me? Fuck out of here. Nobody's going to live with me, right? But now, as I've grown older and I've matured, it's more so like, you know what? That's the best way to do it because Mm -hmm. people just can't afford To live on their own no more. People are struggling. People are living paycheck to paycheck. In Mm -hmm. New York, if you're making 100k, you're broke. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to see a lot more in our community where people are co-owned because people just don't—they don't have that—the resources. You know, we qualify people off your gross income, right? Um, But you live your life off your net income. Mm. And if you make hundred k gross, that's really like fifty five, sixty thousand net.
0: Depending on what state, right? Depending tax. on taxes,
3: depending on taxes and yeah, what state yeah. you're in, right? But if you're talking about 40 percent, if you're making that type of money, I mean, that's what we're, qualif- we're qualifying off the, that bigger number. So yeah. for me, it's like if you can barely qualify, you at a max debt to re- debt to income ratio of a gross income, you really can't afford it because yeah. we're not taking into consideration your um, your auto insurance, your child care. You know, things mm-hmm. of that nature that don't report on your credit reports. Yeah. So you have to be smart is is what the message that I'm preaching to people now is like, you know, be smart about this decision. And that's why I preach multifamily and, and, and investing as a primary residence mm-hmm. versus just buying a single family home because you, you really can't afford it. You know, you're a recipe for foreclosure. God forbid you get sick. God forbid you get laid off. Yeah. Like, how are we going to pay you mortgage? And then
2: one, one other thing um, before we before we finish is that you had mentioned before off camera that um, it's important to have a strategy. Absolutely. Like you like you go from like two to three to four. Can you just kind of explain that? Yeah, I mean,
3: listen, everything is strategy. Um, no matter if it's your first time first-time home buyer you buy your second home move up home you got to have a strategy right um, for tax purposes you need a tax strategy that's why I speak a lot about tax strategy insurance strategies um, we've had that conversation several times so what I try to tell people go go down right four three two one um, because if you do it properly, you will be able to use minimum down payments. Four,
2: four units. Four units, three unit, two unit. Okay. So the first home should be a four, four unit. A four unit home, correct. Then you move out of that, you get the three unit home. Exactly. You keep the you keep the home. Hey, but you keep keeping it the whole time. Mm. The asset. Then you go from the three to the two. Yeah. And then now you can buy your dream home. Now you can buy your dream home. All
0: those assets because now you got recorded, three yeah. other homes yeah. Yeah.
2: that's paying for
3: You got to think home. about it, right? You just accumulated probably, what's that, seven, nine, nine doors in a <laughs> matter of a couple years. So if you're making $500 a profit a door, you know, now your single family dream home is paid for. Right.
0: And it's really your dream home. It's and not it's, like, oh, this is, is what, I right what I can afford right now. It's not
3: what I can afford right now. It's like we sacrificed for the first five years of our real estate journey, mm-hmm. right, and we went multi-families and, and moved our way down and we did it strategically. We're not sitting here buying in the best neighborhood when we're buying our multis. We're buying in areas that we can feel comfortable and safe in and live in for a year and then we're moving out and moving into a little bit step up a neighborhood but going down the units because from an underwriting perspective, it has to make sense for you moving from one multi-family to another multi-family. You can't buy a four-family and three-family on the same block and say I'm moving from one house to another, right? That doesn't make sense. So that's a
2: play, like, to move to a decent neighborhood and just keep moving up in neighborhoods. Just keep moving that's up. That's another thing, too, parents. They're like, I want to move in the best possible neighborhood right away when my kid is, like, one years old because I went to school district. But one year is not going to make that big of a difference, no, right? not at
3: all.
0: It's like, not going to start to five.
3: Listen, <laughs> the kid is not going to start to five. I have a four-year-old, right? She's She'll be five this year, she's going to kindergarten, right? I ask her every day, what she learn in school? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the answer changes every single day, right? <laughs> like, and then sometimes it'll have nothing to do with school. Yeah. I'm like, like, okay, maybe, right? <laughs> so you got to really think about it. Why are you going to go to that? best school district and in the best school district in our areas come with 15, 20,000 in property taxes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now with the new tax laws, you can only write off 10,000 10, of it. Yeah. You can't write yeah. off the whole amount no more. So yeah. everything has to be strategy and yeah. you have to know your tax laws and you have to keep up with it, right? So why go to that best neighborhood if you really don't need the school district right now? Why don't you go to the okay neighborhood that you're safe in, get the multifamily because while your child is growing, you could be growing too, but in your real estate portfolio. And now when it's time, maybe I don't even think kindergarten, you need to be in the best school district. That's just my opinion. Maybe not even till they get to, you know, seven, sixth or seventh grade is when they, their brains really start retaining stuff. In my opinion is now you probably want to go to that best school district. And then by that time you probably accumulated, you know, three, four assets that now, can help pay for it. It's that the same
2: with like with people on um, private school. A lot of times, people will send their private kids to private school in like middle school because mm-hmm. they don't want to pay the price of private school in second grade. Yeah, so they save, and then by the time they get to like sixth grade, seventh grade, now they put their kids in private yeah. school.
3: Yeah, and I have folks that love private school, right, versus public. Great, but then why are you going to buy? the house that comes with fifteen thousand in taxes. If you're not gonna sell them the public. If you're not gonna sell them the public <laughs> because the majority of your taxes are school taxes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like why are you gonna pay out of the fifteen grand, probably ten grand is going to the school. But you're still paying probably 10, 15k a year in tuition yeah. at the same time. So and you can't write it all off no more. Yeah. So why do it, right? It doesn't make any sense. Even if you go with the star program. The star program is only going to save you a couple of dollars yeah, um, I, For
0: those who don't know what's the star program. The star
3: the star program saves you on school taxes. Yeah. Right. Um, it used to come off the gross um on your your, your taxes. Now they send you a check <laughs> at the end of the year. So it doesn't really help you during the course of the year. You get reimbursed. Yeah. um or refunded that's that's savings but that's savings is only like two grand so i mean two grand versus 15 wait, wait. grand it's like pennies on a dollar when you really it's a penny save is a penny earned too yeah. at the same time but it doesn't really help you in the grand scheme of things so what i try to tell people is listen just be smart because you got to pay that mortgage every month and the mortgage man don't care they want their money and if you they don't get your money They're going to want to foreclosing on you at some point. Mm -hmm. So just be smart. Move a strategy. Start with rental properties first because the rental properties can pay for your asset. Like DJ Envy and Caesar both say at their seminars, right? Which I love that they say it. You know, Envy's flashy. Like he loves his cars, right? We all know that if you follow him. He's always buying some Rolls Royce or something. But he said flat out, I don't buy this unless I have an asset that can pay for it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not paying for it. I'm paying for the asset. Assets over liabilities. Assets over liabilities, (laughs) right? Shameless plug. Assets over liabilities, people, right? (laughs) But he's buying the asset to pay for the Rolls Royce. You know, we have that same opportunity. You know, these guys are part of the 1% Club. Great, we all have that ability to do the same thing. Even if we're not part of the 1%, we can develop the 1% mentality.
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: mindset. That's all we need. So that's when you ask me, where do we first start? Right here. Yeah. The mentality is the first place that we need to start Develop that 1% mentality, develop a strong team, develop your 1% dream team. You know, you need guys like me, you need guys like Rashad, you need financial planning, you need to understand tax planning, you need all of these, these, these key team players to guide you to know your overall strategy. Because if you just go to, in my business, what I like to call them order takers, know it's like going to mcdonald's you want fries with that right Mm -hmm. if you go to a regular loan officer they're not asking you questions they're just thinking to get you pre-approved today to buy that house today but they're not trying to gather the long-term your long-term goals so when someone comes to me i'm asking these questions because i want to know what who are you number one and what do you want to do with your life because if you tell me hey i want to buy this house but then at the same time. You say I want to invest? Well, you're contradicting yourself. Mm. You got to kind of pick your poison and figure out what's the best route. And I can only tell you my opinion, my advice. This is what you qualify for. I'm gonna lead you to the water, but it's up to you to drink at the end of the day.
2: Nah, no, we want we we want to thank you for coming Powerful. in, man. That was um. I hope you guys really. Once again took Gems. notes. Yeah, I, I, I hope you guys really took notes because this is just like business, you know, real estate is something. This is actually probably even more relevant than business because everybody doesn't aspire to be a business owner, oh, but great. most people have a, a dream of owning a home, right? Or, you know, at least rent. You got to live somewhere regardless. So even Absolutely. if you're a renter, you should still be educated on it because Absolutely. you know, real estate is something that everybody partakes but, in one way or another. Even,
3: even I'm going to cut you off, but even if you're a renter, you still should be buying hmm. Right. Like why? And especially with the millennials, like I hear a lot of this online. Millennials don't want to buy homes. They just want to rent because they don't feel like they want to get tag, tied down to a property. But why not still invest? You know, still buy property, still buy real estate. And you can because there's nothing wrong with renting. You know, there's a lot of people in my industry that try to say compare rent versus owning, which I get the logic. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with being a renter. Right. It's a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, some people you have to be mature. To handle home ownership,
2: that's a fact. You know, it's, it's, it's a lot that goes into it. It's a yeah. lot of
3: responsibility.
2: Absolutely, it's, not, it's Absolutely. not just
3: like oh, I bought a house and I'm, <laughs> I'm a homeowner and great. Like, yeah. but the goddamn boiler break. Then what? Yeah, right. You know, it's a lot of responsibility. It takes sure. a certain sure. level of maturity to handle home ownership. So if you're not mature enough and you need to rent, why not start investing into real estate and start small? Stay in your lane. You don't have to keep up with, you know. The, the superstar investors that are out there buying 10 properties a week, you know, stay in your lane. Whether you buy one home a year or one a month, whatever your lane is, stay in it. Stay
2: in your That's lane. That's a fact. But yeah. So once again, thank you for coming. And also My it's doubt. important to, as you said, I like what you said as far as putting together a team and just having resources. A lot of times we feel like we want to do everything ourselves. And like me, I'm a big proponent. like. I, I stay in my lane, right? So I'm a I'm a financial advisor. I talk about finance, but I don't talk about everything to do with finance. Yeah. So that's why we brought you in to talk about real estate. That's why we bring, you know, tax advisors in to talk about tax. That's why Absolutely. we bring a lawyer in to talk yeah. about legal issues because I'm not I don't do that for a living. Like, you know, so I'd rather have somebody that does it every single day to talk about it as opposed to me just trying to cover everything or Troy just trying to cover everything. So yeah. um networking. Networking is important and, and having uh, knowledgeable people. So, uh,
3: can Absolutely. you tell the people how to how to contact you? Listen, um, on YouTube, MG the Mortgage Guy. On Instagram, Matt G underscore Home Loans. Um, catch me there, or Facebook or LinkedIn. Just my name, Matthew Garland. Matthew with two T's. Um, but if you have any questions or concern, you can shoot me a DM. Um, on Instagram, I respond, or I try to respond to all, all the DMs. Um, or you can catch me on one of these um, dates with DJ Envy and Caesar on their real estate, real estate seminars. Um, but I'm around, man. Just um, holler at me
2: and let's work. I appreciate it. Troy, anything you want to add?
0: Well, I'm, I'm going to uh, end where we started. Um, just a quote from Nip the Great. Uh, he okay. said, You can have it all, it's so about your reason. And um, through his music, and through his life, and through his work in his community, we, he was living out his reason, his really his purpose, and a lot of people try to figure out how do I find my purpose. And um, the best way is to live through experiences, and um, you know, find something that you're, you're you're really passionate about, or that you do well, that you never had to go to school for, you just naturally do it, and uh, find a message in there, man. So you can have it all. It's just about the reason, man. So make sure that y'all know what the reason you're doing it for. Um, and his one of his biggest things that he was doing was just. Spreading love for everybody else's benefit, absolutely. and um, like I said, it's unfortunate that he lost his life. Uh, but he was living his purpose, and, and the more people we can get to find and chase their purpose and live in their purpose, you know, the better our communities would be, the better the world would be. So, we lost not only a, a, a pillar to our community, but a pillar to the world,
2: absolutely. Yeah, rest in peace, rest, rest in peace, Nipsey. before we leave. Also, um, my book tip for this week. Is a book called The Wake Up Call by my guy Ash Cash, and that is he he does an interesting thing where he Man. um he yeah, yeah. He, he breaks down like financial topics, it's kind of similar to what we do um in pop culture. So that book is based around Jay Z's album 444. And he like kind of goes into detail of like what Jay Z's rapping about, and then explains like, okay, this is yeah. the real estate play behind yeah. the lyric and stuff like that. I think so. he has something coming out with Nipsey. With Nipsey, too. I saw that yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to Ash Cash. Yeah, we gotta get him on the show as well. So Definitely. shout out to Ash Cash. And uh, yes, guys, don't forget the merch, Troy. It has the signature li- Assets Over Liabilities yeah. shirt. I need yes, this in black. It's done. We got the we got the cream. <laughs> we got the cream shirt. You got the cream joint. With yeah, I got the cream joint. Okay, credit rules everything around I me. Mean, that's, that's the age we're in now. Before okay, it was yeah. cash rules everything around me. Yeah, now yeah, it was credit it's was credit rules everything yeah, around yeah. me. I so like that. I like that. We got, we got yeah. that. We got um we the got crop a- the crop top hoodies for the ladies. Yeah, the dad hats is moving right the now. Dad hats. And, um, and yeah, also our Patreon as well. Uh, like I said, Patreon, that's a way to uh, support us financially, support, yeah. the, support the podcast financially um so we can keep bringing people on. We can expand the podcast. We can travel and we can give you guys education uh, on a weekly basis. So, Yes, thank you for your support, and we will see you guys next week. Peace. Love y'all.
3: All right, peace, guys.
1: Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com Save big on brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up all with your card.